This is a whole observatory podcast. Hello and welcome to Star Stuff. I am Cody Halfmoon and joined today by co-host Haley Osborne. Hello, everybody. And we also have today your favorite nerd, John Compton. What up, nerds? Yeah. <laughs> Haley put in the outline, John says, hey, nerds. Really <laughs> did. I love it. Today we're talking about conspiracy theories and all of the weird uh, tinfoil hat things that we get asked about at Lowell almost on the daily. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I picked a bunch of random ones and John has no idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you got. (laughs) This will be a complete surprise for John, who's always a great person to talk about conspiracy theories with because he will never try to prove someone wrong. He'll just dig into it and keep asking them questions like he's really fake excited (laughs) and try to put them in a corner. It's great. It's fun to watch. Get your popcorn. So, um, John Compton. Yes. I think that the lunar landing was fake. Um, you know, this is a pretty, this is a pretty common one. Um, but you know, people got to have hobbies. They're bored. Um, <laughs> you know, I know that like a lot of, uh, a lot of people say, oh, it happened on a sound station, all that. But there's, you know, there's a lot of evidence that it wasn't faked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and there's like a bunch of versions of the conspiracy theory, right? So there's like the, we, we just like never went to the moon until much later, or that we faked that first part, and then later like went there and grabbed all the samples and things like that to like cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we wanted to be quote unquote first, but that there's, sounds there's American like, of us. <laughs> there's a lot of holes in these theories, <laughs> a lot, a lot of holes. All right. Well, why is the flag uh, waving? There's no atmosphere. There's no wind. It's just momentum. Oh, momentum. Yeah, because like they, they, this is like on MythBusters. They like plant the flag <laughs> and then they have to like rotate it to plant it in, and it like wiggles when you do that um, because of momentum. Just like the the flag is heavy and um, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. And an object at rest tends to stay at rest, and it's at rest, so it kind of wants to drift back gravitationally to that zone. Hmm. Sus. Hmm. Yeah. Why are there Why are there no stars in the sky in these photos? Because it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Daytime on the moon. Yeah. Still, okay. the sun's still there. It's barely. <laughs> This, uh, the moon is barely away from the Earth, like as far as that kind of distances are concerned. Um, it's uh-huh. daytime on the moon, uh-huh. but the color of the sky isn't blue because there's no atmosphere um, mm. to like refract the mm. light and um, scatter it into the different colors. But you know, it's still daytime, so you're not going to see the stars. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh-huh. get good. Okay. And so, why do you see traces of astronauts in the pictures, but not traces of the landed? lunar modules john compton what do you mean traces well it's like you just see like pictures of you know like the astronauts like walking around but what about the the big old car that they came in in our famous famous picture (laughs) google Google it it. 
there there are pictures of it. <laughs> just like try like try harder to look. There definitely are. I From mean, the, the original cameras, Apollo eleven photos. The cameras were This is on. a big conspiracy, by the way. This is a it's, big mm-hmm. I, the, the cameras were so many of the cameras were mounted to the struts of the the module. Oh. But I'm I'm ninety percent sure you can find pictures with the module in the picture also. Okay. 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 So like All just, right. just scroll past like the first two images you see or whatever on Google image search and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Those are okay. very common uh questions though. Okay. Yeah, these are, you know, the deep fakes. Um, it's been pointed out that um, because of the lighting systems that were available back back then, um, you would not be able to get the shadows that you get on the moon mm-hmm. uh, without a very, very far away, very um, flat source, right? Any light source that we could use is going to sort of expand out and you're going to see like it, um, uh, you're going to see like that kind of cone shape coming off of any sort of shadows. And so to get a flat image source or to get a flat light source um, like that, you would need to use um, high powered lasers, not just one laser, but thousands of lasers. And that would have cost so, 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 so much more than the actual moon landing cost. Like the joke is like, um, we need a, a thousand lasers. You'd be like, huh, it'd be easier to put a guy on the moon. You know? <laughs> um, and wait, uh, this is why we see their shadow. Is that what you're why saying? Why we see the shadows the way we see the shadows. So they're very much um, far away, like planar, like um, the, the light rays that are coming in parallel. And that's really, 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 really hard to fake um, because you need a, a, like basically an LCD screen made of lasers. And like laser technology just wasn't there back then. They also have to be, um, you would also have to have like RGB laser um, and tiny, tiny little pixelated lasers um, to make a, a, a flat light source that, that put out parallel lines. So okay. almost like um, the sun, almost like the sun. Uh, <laughs> and so it'd be really, really, really tricky for that alone. But then also, you know, um, there's the idea my, my favorite solution to most of these conspiracy theories is that if NASA were capable of pulling off a hoax that well, they would have done it more to get more funding. Uh-huh. And, and we, NASA is horribly underfunded. They would have just faked some more stuff to get more money. You know what I mean? And now instead, we're on Mars. Instead of like going bankrupt, you know what I mean? They would have, yeah, exactly. They would have been like, now we have a moon base. Give us more money. And they yeah. didn't. Um, and they totally could have if they had the technology to fake it. Okay, well, John, here's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, I don't believe in NASA. I think NASA's fake. Oh, fake news. I don't, I don't believe in uh, Illinois. <laughs> I don't believe in kangaroos, and that's a true fact. Prove, <laughs> prove to me that Illinois exists. Well, my grandpa's some- from Illinois. Are you sure? Or or is your grandpa really from Indiana? Uh and the government has a big conspiracy that it's real that 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 uh he lives in Illinois. 
This is literally my favorite tactic. Just, just out wild the conspiracy theorist yeah. conspiracy. Yeah. Well, so like, I really like um, the people that are like, uh, uh, the moon landing was fake. Like, <laughs> you believe in the moon? Um, yeah. <laughs> we started doing that together, John, and then you mm-hmm. left me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you went oh, to a different job. <laughs> John Compton. Um, yeah. People. I'm reading off of Haley's notes here. They seriously believe that the whole function of NASA is not to explore space, but to create space-related hoaxes in order to simply legally distribute an inflated budget among officials. That budget's still not high enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really not it's really not high enough to pull that off. Go yeah, to they the do spa- not make the, enough money. <laughs> the Johnson Space Center and tell me that that is a highly funded building. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're doing science with scotch tape out there, guys. Staff staff costs alone, right? You think of how many staff you have to pay and also mm-hmm. pay them well enough to hide the hoax when they're mad at HR oh. for whatever dumb thing happened. True. Like there's not oh. enough coffee in the break room. I'm going to, you know, come clean. Like, <laughs> that would happen a lot unless you paid them a lot more um, than their time is worth for a scammer. You know um, what? That's the most convincing argument that I think you could give me is like true uh, politics. People wouldn't keep it quiet. No. Like literally think about it. Like if you worked for Walmart making minimum wage and they pulled some shady scheme, would you cover for them? No. Like, yeah. No. No. You'd be like, Absolutely give me not. give me more dollars or I'm gonna squeal. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cost of production of even like a big blockbuster movie mm-hmm. is a lot. Mm-hmm. And then even if you look back not too long ago at like um the movie production quality at the time of like even Spider-Man, like not, not, not like the first two series, but even like um, the Holland Spider-Man or whatever, like Mm -hmm. the graphics look not great after just a couple years, you can be like, Mm -hmm. it's a little cringy. So all, all of that stuff would look really cringy unless they were doing full practical effects sets. And that's just not, feasible like it's really really it's horribly expensive to do that kind of practical effects and then so like their budget after staffing which has to be doubled right Mm -hmm. from what we'd expect just to keep them quiet there's no way they're spending you know a trillion dollars on practical effects sets to pull all this scam off like Mm. they just the money doesn't exist you know down to money and politics yeah Well, I have another one for you, John Compton. Okay, let's do it. The Earth is freaking flat. Uh, I mean, yeah, depends on your perspective. Um, so like, uh, if you're moving, if you're moving fast enough, uh, due to like um spatial dilation or Here spatial like uh shortening and stuff like that, as you approach relativistic speeds, um, yeah, yeah it would be flat. Yeah. So. That's cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's. I feel like that's just for funsies. Like people. Seriously. You know, yeah. So my conspiracy theory. Wait for this. There we go. Okay. Is that every every single flat earther, every single one, truly believes in their heart of hearts that they are trolling all the other flat earthers. Oh my god. <laughs> um, right, and so it's just. 
they're all like, these idiots, I'll say this and they'll totally believe it. And they'll be like, oh, also there's um, a giant spire at the North Pole and there's like, a, it's filled with eyeballs. And they'll be like, <clears throat> and then all the other trolls are like, oh my God, look at this flat earther said this about the eyeballs. And they're like, yeah, totally, totally. Because they think they're trolling them. And Incredible. then, you know, and so it's, it's just. Uh, Aren't there like entire like conventions for flat earth believers? Yeah. And Dude, every yeah. single one thinks that they're going there to make fun of all the flat earthers. And the people <laughs> in charge of the convention are like, man, we're scamming all these flat earthers. Mm-hmm. Right. That is a hundred percent my conspiracy theory because there's okay. just, there's just no way <laughs> there's, um, there's just like, look around you yeah with your, with your peepers and uh yeah that's it but bobby ray simmons jr also known as bob uh said that no matter how high in elevation that you are the horizon is always eye level sorry cadets i didn't want to believe it either i mean that's just false like if you go <laughs> high enough you can totally see the curvature of the earth um you can do it at home um, actually pretty cheaply. Um, it's, they call them, uh, kids. well, no, high high altitude balloon launches are fun, uh, legal and, you know, pretty cheap. If you're bored, take like a GoPro and you hook it up to this giant, um, latex balloons. You can buy them online for like, I don't know, 20 bucks. Um, and what you do, the helium is, is hard to get, but, uh, or yeah. hard to, it's a little bit more expensive, but st- I think you can still do it for under a couple hundred bucks. So if you ever want to do like a fun wedding thing or a birthday party kind of idea, so you put a GoPro on the bottom of this balloon and you fill it up with, um, helium and it'll fly up real high. You do have to file a flight plan, um, ahead of time just to make sure you're not going to like. Set it up in in front of a jet or something. Um, But it's easy to file the flight plans. Um, And there's like trackers online you can use that that will help you make it based on like the the wind speeds and things. Um, And then uh, when it gets to a certain height, based on how much helium you've put in it. And again, there's like calculators you can just put in this stuff and it'll tell you exactly how much to use. Mm -hmm. Um, It gets to the point where the balloon pops and then it falls back down. And um, you can figure out pretty well where it's going to land. And then the rest of your birthday slash wedding party goes out and <laughs> looks for it. And then you can see like the balloon leaving and everyone waves and it's cute. And then it goes up and it goes up high enough to see the curvature of the earth. Uh, and then it pops, falls back down. You collect it. And it's a super fun day. <laughs> Always um, collect your balloon, my friends. Yeah. I mean, well, because you want to get the video back. Um, and also save the earth. You know, yeah, well, they do make um, the ones that uh, biodegrade really, really quickly. Oh, that's um, nice. I think they're like se- like semi-water-soluble kind. But mm-hmm. there's like even – I think in New Mexico, they have a whole festival of it where you can go out there and everyone launches theirs at the same time. And it's kind of cool. But you can easily see for like under $200, you can see the curvature of the earth. Yeah. Uh, because you can get high enough in elevation. Also, you can calculate right. it really easily. And the guy who, like, made that documentary about flat Earth, like, oh, I'm going to prove that the Earth is flat. He kept proving that it wasn't flat. Like, everything he did, he was like, well, this is just broken. And it's like, no, the Earth just is not flat. Like, (laughs) I would feel bad for him, but but he's definitely just a troll. Yeah. um, That's trying to, like, oh, it's broken. They bought it. These flat Earthers bought it. (laughs) None of them really believe it. I feel like even the Greeks, like, wasn't there, like, some 
proof yes. and some text that like they were like, yeah, no, it has to be round. <laughs> yeah. They did calculations based off of shadows and were like, yeah, no, the Earth's round. That was like hundreds of years ago. Ha ha ha. Suckers. A lot. I mean, way more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost into uh, antiquity, people were mm-hmm. realizing it. Right. Um, uh, when you see like um, ships cross the horizon from the bottom up. That's a great indicator. (laughs) Um, Things like that. Uh, So, John, Mm -hmm. I think that there is a ninth planet far beyond Neptune called Nibiru. Cool. Maybe. I don't know. You're never going to find it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there could be lots of weird stuff. Um, the, I mean, the biggest argument for that is, so people that are looking for Nibiru, I believe mm-hmm. that it is a scam. I said it um, wrong. And, <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just saying whatever I say. Uh. Um, I, I believe that it is a scam and not a scam in the sense that um, you think, it, but it's because when you're that far away from the sun, Mm-hmm. The um, at the speeds that sort of things can move around the sun, uh, that far away, the change in distance over time that you we would see from Earth, like the apparent distance, is so tiny. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing, nothing tiny. Like Pluto, um, which is a lot closer than Nibiru is supposed to be, is mm-hmm. uh, it barely moves at all. Like the tiniest little little smidgeny little baby move, isn't it like whizzing through space at like the, the, like super fast in this huge long orbit? Yeah, but like imagine you're looking, you're watching a marathon from, uh, like, like you're watching you're wa- or you're watching like NASCAR or something, um, or the Indianapolis Five Hundred, um, which is in Illinois. Um, so you're you're right next to the 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 illinois 500 Um, the the cars speed by you but on the other side of the track you know you can you can photograph them a lot easier um because they appear to be moving slower because they're farther away even though they're going the same rate so when with pluto really really far out there it it looks like it barely moves nabooru's distance away would have to be so extreme that um you're never going to see that change in distance, mm-hmm. right? Um, at some point, proper motion of the stars is faster, right, mm-hmm. um, from yeah. our perspective. And so um, I think that if it does exist, it would be nigh impossible to ever detect it. And so the people that are like, I need kickstart my search for Nibiru, um, give me grant money for Nibiru. It's because they want to basically take a picture at the beginning of their career and at the end of their career, which is <laughs> what it would have to be to, to see any detectable change hmm. and then still get paychecks the whole time, which sounds Brilliant. great. Yeah, I take, I take two pictures in my entire <laughs> career, the day that I'm hired and the day that I retire, but you still fund me the entire time. Yes, please. <laughs> like... Wasn't yes. it going to? Uh, wasn't this like a rogue planet in a collision course with Earth? I don't think that was Nibiru, although some people m- maybe say it is. It's so like that, a rogue planet in like 2012. Yeah. It was going to kill us mm-hmm. all. I think the idea was that it had a really um, elliptical orbit, so like it goes close to the sun enough to be a danger, but then you know it's it goes way, 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 way far out, which is why we can't detect it. And then as it approaches um, Aphelion, 
where it like turns around and comes back towards the sun, it would be going at an incredibly slow speed as well. So like we're never going to see it. But the idea of saying it's a, um, a highly elliptical orbit says like, oh no, we're in danger. Please fund me. Oh, mm-hmm. I could love, mm-hmm. I would love uh, $20, um, please. Uh, or whatever, <laughs> $20. Or whatever, whatever a good amount of money is. I don't know. <laughs> we live in Flagstaff. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 20 I, bucks. I feel like the Nibiru thing is fun. There might be something out there. We're never going to know because we're just never going to be able to detect it. Um, and anyone that's saying they're researching it uh, is making, uh, doing great. Cake amount of dollars for zero work. All right, hot take. Love it. Hot take. Yeah. So uh, Uncle Percy, Percival, mm-hmm. he was looking for Planet X. Uh, he died before Pluto was discovered, but was he uh, one of the early Nibiru Conspiracy no. guys? No, no, no. Because like um planet X is just any planet that you haven't found yet. Exactly. Right? So like planet for him, planet X was the one right after Neptune. Mm-hmm. But like then there could be other planet X's, you know? Um right. so like uh uh Uranus was a planet X. Um uh Neptune was a planet X, Ceres was a planet X, Pallas was a planet X, Pluto was a planet X. Um you know, there's been a ton of planet X's where someone's like, I bet there's something there. Here's some data to show it. But until you find it, you can't name it. So it's like the X in the equation. Right. So he just coined that term. He wasn't no, no, actually no. looking for Nibiru. I don't know. Nibiru is the current planet X. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Right. Okay. Because it's the one we're trying to solve the equation. Some people are trying to solve the equation for. Because mm-hmm. once you find it, you know what it is. It's like in like in algebra. Once you find x, you don't call it x anymore. You say like, "Oh, x is three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So you don't think there's a rogue planet coming to kill us all? Probably Check. not, but there could be. That'd be fun. Uh, speaking of Uncle Percy, John Compton, life on Mars? Dot dot dot. Hey, maybe. Yeah. Because I am looking at a picture, and you know if there's a picture of something with a big red circle on it, you've hit gold. Mm -hmm. Um, Haley's found this picture of Mars, and I'm going to say it... uh, It looks like a person. It looks like a person. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. could be. Could be pareidolia, but you know. Oh, that's what... She wrote right, but... Who's to say, man? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I wrote. (laughs) Well, um, here, John, I'm going to Facebook you a little image. We can put it on Discord, but that's this is the image we're looking at. Um, it looks like uh, someone just hanging out, chilling on top of a, a Mars rock. Mm-hmm. And I will say that Lowell was founded to search for life on Mars. That is why we exist. We yep. Life on Mars. That is why we're here. Aliens. Aliens. There is... <laughs> I mean, there is the the theory that has a very, very strong scientific backing mm-hmm. that um, life from Earth came from Mars. Yeah, so, I like that theory a lot. There's a, there's a lot of theory. evidence for it. Um, so uh, Mars would have been very similar to Earth early mm-hmm. on. Okay. Um, and it probably would have had favorable conditions for life earlier because it didn't have the event that created the moon. 
which would have wiped out all life on Earth, right? And then, um, so uh, we see evidence of life pop up on Earth twice uh, within a very, very short amount of time. And so some people say, so, so there's the idea of like, well, how can it pop up after just 500 million years, two times, right? So Earth gets, um, Earth is Hadean time period. It's covered in lava. Um, the event that creates the moon happens. Everything's scorched, um, like biblical, just like craziness on Earth. Nothing could even form, right? Um, uh, and uh, about 300 million years later, we see the first evidence of life. Um, the first evidence. The first evidence of life. After about 300 million years after that, I think. Okay. Uh, one of them is 300, one of them sorry, 500. Let's say an average of 400 million years. Okay. So uh, 400 million years, right. um, uh, life pops up, and then it gets like destroyed again. There's no way anything could survive after a second um, ca- catastrophic event kind of happened to Earth really early on in its time period. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and then about 400 million years later, we see evidence of life pop up again. Hmm. Now, some people say that's that's too fast, right? We should be seeing life in tons of other places if life can pop up that quickly, yeah, right? Um, and there's evidence to say, well, that that doesn't make any sense because, well, the type of life that you can find is really really hard to detect until it reaches a much further stage than that kind of early stuff. Um, but then some people say, well, it was probably on Mars. And then um, stuff got kicked up from impacts mm-hmm. and made it to Earth. And it was basically like streaming, you know, debris that has the building blocks of life towards Earth. And then when Earth cooled down enough from these cl- cataclysmic events, then it could just pop right up because it was being continually seeded. Hmm. I thought you meant that there were like Martians on Mars and they messed up Mars so bad that they like moved to Earth. Oh no 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 no. Okay. Not that level. No, it's called. Like, um, oh. That's way more fun though. It's I know, pan- right? Uh, panspermia is the concept of like where um, life was seeded from somewhere else. Mars bugs. On Earth. Mars, Mars bugs. bugs. It would have been we are like Mars bugs. Tiny little nothings. Yeah. Not even like microbes. It would like be like tardigrades. It, it was no. It was more like the building blocks of life. But oh. it still takes a long time for those to form. So, like, how do they pop up so quickly twice? Uh-huh. So the idea was, like, they started on Mars and then seeded um, life. Mm. But Mars still had an atmosphere. Mars still had water or, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so uh, it, it had tectonics. So if there was an early life on Mars, it would be long buried. Gotcha. So there could be an ancient civilization underneath that red rock. Not a civilization. It would probably be in the form of like something like stromatolites or like slime. Mm. Um, But still it could have, it could have made it to a certain point. You know, Mars is pretty inhospitable, but there's a Mm. lot of creatures on earth Mm. or a lot of life on earth that would thrive. It would be like a vacation day. Their life would be so much easier if they went to Mars. Um, Yeah. I mean, if we could even find microbes on Mars, it would fundamentally change life on Earth. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. That would you know? be so cool. Let's do so it. It's, we don't need to find like big old, you know, Saru from Star Trek Discovery or anything. I want to meet Saru, though. I know. We just need like little thingies, little, 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 little teensy, dudes, little teensy boogers, you know? Little Mars bugs. Um, <laughs> I will say that I do believe we will find life on Mars 
in the next huh? like 50 years. Um, and I truly believe that. And I believe that the work we do at Lowell Observatory will um, lead to that uh, by like um, inspiring uh, kids to get into STEM and eventually become the first Martian colonizers. Aww. Yes. Cute. Go get those Mars bugs, guys. Go get them for us. I believe that the first life on Mars that we uh, evidence will be the selfies being sent back home from the first uh, <laughs> colonists on Mars. And I believe oh. that we are we are um, developing that generation of Martian Mars selfies right now. We are, yes. we are um, getting kids into STEM. We are getting kids excited about space. Um, we are getting kids excited about exploration and um, reaching out there to the stars. And I think that they are, uh, in the next 50 years, we'll see them. Some Come of those on, kids um, landing up there. No, 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 no. It's Jen, Jen whatever. They're like eight <laughs> it's years It's the old Mars now. bugs for <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> If you're like, if you're like, Mars is such a vibe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five to eight year olds right now. Say um, oh, okay. I love it. Get, get them to love cool stuff. Get them right. out there. To be to be clear, I love Gen Z. I think they're amazing. They're doing mm -hmm. great things for our society and our culture. True. Um, and their jokes are the best. But I hope that the first Martian astronaut or whatever. Um, I hope the first word that they say on Mars is like, this is a vibe or something like that. That would just make my whole day. <laughs> I, I'm really excited for this next one. Okay. Oh my gosh. John's been talking about this. So John, mm -hmm. I believe that Yuri Gagarin was not the first man in space. I actually believe that the Soviet Space Center sent up a cosmonaut and left him there to die. I mean, there's a lot of evidence for that. I know. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if that counts as conspiracy. Yeah. Dead cosmonaut. Talk about you it. You want to explain? Um, you know, like, we got radio transmissions from, from the person. It's creepy. Um... You know, in the early days of the space race, we a lot of people probably, um, you know, when we're playing fast and loose with calculations and computers were just people and um, that would do the math, uh, you know, some stuff goes wrong. And yeah, I mean, there's there's pretty good evidence that some people were lost um, that we just don't talk about. Uh, you know, um, the United States lost uh, a lot of people as well. Um, some um, brave explorers that decided to go try out this untested stuff and um, things went wrong. I and found the recording. So it's a female cosmonaut and it says she's saying, I feel hot. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Which is interesting because that makes me like, okay, so this is real because John was talking about, you know, we're watching these sci-fi shows and movies and the, the famous trope is that they freeze it's really cold in space. And he said, no, you actually overheat if you're ejected into space. There's no atmosphere. You, you can only lose, um, lose heat from your body via like, uh, radiation, um, mm -hmm. in like the infrared. And that's a slower process, um, than like, um, conduction or convection or advection or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. so. Well, yeah. a lot of people say this is fake. Um, a lot of people okay. say this is a fake recording. <laughs> That would so, make me feel better. It says and everyone in the comments says yeah. it's fake too. Yeah. Uh, it says this hoax, uh, uh, while convincing, not true, blah, 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 blah. 
it's a it's a conspiracy it's yeah yes i mean it's one of those that it's also like i guess prove it wrong but what would what would russia gain in in yeeting people out into space well i don't think it was intentional <laughs> would be the idea oh so the idea here is that it from what I'm reading is that it, it was. That oh, okay. They were just wanted to like see what would happen. That sounds like an expensive experiment to me. That might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you were to eat someone out there, I think you would be expecting them to come back. But, um, you know, a lot of people probably didn't um, in the early stages. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, same thing, same thing here in the U.S. Not necessarily like um, getting launched, but like pre-launch and things go wrong and... Mm-hmm. Um, getting to space is you're basically riding on a giant explosive that you're hoping uh, explodes at the explodes right time, the right way that you want it to explode. You know, so it's like it's very dangerous, dangerous work. Oh well, it says um, so. It's talking about this lost cosmonaut theory and how they threw someone up there and then they came back. To, they fell back into, or I don't know. Uh, it, it sounds like. The theory is that the lost, this lost cosmonaut actually re-entered the atmosphere. Mm. Um, but it says, since the fall of the Soviet Union, disasters of the space program have come to light, such as cosmonaut Valentin Bon, I'm not going to say that name mm-hmm. right, uh, death during training and subsequent cover-ups uh, yeah. revealed. But there were no details of lost cosmonauts or anything that would verify these recordings and other stories. So not even like a little bit of this was verified. This was just, and a lot of other stuff came out where it was like holy crap that's really really bad um you know like other like big cover-ups that they tried to do their best to not let that leak but uh but yeah no verifiable evidence that signals directly from the spacecraft blah 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 blah. so yeah so just for your own heart john i thank you this is not real uh there's no evidence of supposed deaths of cosmonauts in early space space missions that sent recordings back but again it's one of those things where it's like you know it's one of those things that it's hard you have these like maybe fake recordings so it's it's hard to prove not you can only say there's no evidence of right Mm -hmm. so anyway Mm, it it might have been a smear campaign to make the look really bad from the u.s which sounds like something we would do well it actually came from um uh, two italian brothers who said that they intercepted this radio transmission so the one that you listened to cody i don't think is the one that this article was talking about Oh, this, really? this was basically talking about like a mission that failed and the cosmonaut like slowly died in space. They didn't like mm-hmm. leave him up there oh. or anything. So we have a few floating cosmonaut. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So I think the idea was like okay. something went wrong on the spacecraft mm-hmm. and the. Well, like, it was mentioning brothers because it was saying the brothers didn't speak Russian. So they had to get someone to transcribe the recordings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you do want to listen to something very creepy that mm-hmm. isn't um, disrespectful, you can listen to the uh, the plan scripts for if the Apollo mission had failed. Oh yeah, to land on the moon, and that's that's eerie, but not. Right. It was never used. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's yeah. yeah, like talking about how uh, the last 
you know, we, the, the brave people that went out there and like, now you look up at the moon and you see like their, uh, you know, the site of their sacrifice or whatever, yeah. um, which is like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's not, it was just the planned script because they needed to have it on the fly. So that's, that's, that's like eerie. Yeah. They wrote oh, yeah. scripts at not the same disrespectful, time. <laughs> I don't think, you know, <laughs> Nick, uh-huh. Nixon's contingency speech. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh uh, Yeah. Uh, to explore in peace, we'll stay on the moon to rest in peace. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So that is 100% real. You can find that online. Cosmonaut, yeah. according to everyone who was involved in uh, exposing the Russians' cover-up stories, says there's no evidence that there were these transmissions. Mm-hmm. So Good. <laughs> now you know. Don't don't fall for everything you hear on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about John Compton? What about a secret lunar base that we may not be told about by our government? Um, a secret lunar one. base made by the Nazis on the, on dark, the dark side, side of, of the moon. moon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. We the watched Nazis, a movie about this recently. <clears throat> yeah, Iron Sky. <laughs> Iron Sky. Solid, <laughs> solid movie. Um, I don't know. The Nazis were into a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. um, trying to get any kind of edge. So, like, very much the occult and UFOs. Mm-hmm. And, like, so they, they probably were trying. I believe they, it might be a conspiracy, but I, I've heard that they had, like, listening posts that were set up just in case the earth was hollow. Like they were trying for anything like just in case, uh, you know, they, they basically took any conspiracy theory and they're like, I mean, if maybe there's a chance, it would be crazy if we were the ones that found it. And now we could do all kinds of cool, you know, like uh, win the war by like digging underground and like popping up on the other side, you know, or like building a moon base. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, we've been around the moon enough times. I feel like we'd have seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, why would anyone, you know, also, also Germany would know about it and they're like real cool. So I think they, <laughs> they would have just said mm-hmm. something be like, Hey, you know, um, you know, we also are trying to like develop cool space missions and, and collaborate with <laughs> the international community now. Um, so like we have a place where you can get like water and hot cocoa and, Stuff. If you want, you know, they would have told us, and we would have been using it by now. Yeah. <laughs> and Haley, you have a note here. It says many of the Apollo missions passed and took photographs of the, of the dark side of the moon. Yeah. 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 So nothing. Nothing. The Chinese space agency landed on the far side of the moon in early 2019, and they didn't really? see anything. Yeah. Did they come back? I mean, I think so. Yeah, and oh. they didn't. They didn't come back with like, you know, oh no, this bottle cap. Where'd it come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go to a pub over in the far side of the moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so John, this is our final conspiracy. Are you ready for this? This is actually one that I've gotten at Lowell before. And it took me, I had to like sit there, um, not because I believed it, but because I had literally never heard this before. Okay. There's a theory 
that the moon is actually hollow and that the Soviet Union built the moon base inside the moon to spy on us. Ooh, that is fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just like, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a Snow. space egg. It's a dragon like, egg. So yeah, oh yeah, Doctor. Of course, Rudy it's hollow. Would say that it's a, it's a dragon egg. Um, I mean, we did we did seismic surveys of the moon, like, and the U.S. did seismic seismic yeah. surveys of the moon, and like we can see the exact layers of it, and also where would they get the material from, right? To build hmm. anything in there, they like, hollowed so out was, the moon and used it. That feels. Like not worth it. <laughs> this is this is assuming that our space agency has a lot of money. Um, True. Well, it was like Soviet, you said, right? Yeah. So oh, like, okay. yeah, we we would have seen it when we do when we conduct seismic surveys on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, yeah, it would be really really hard. I also don't know how well you could smelt metal on the moon. Yeah. Um, mm. In a like lower gravity and oxygen deprived environment. Uh, hmm. I don't really know the logistics of that, but like you'd have to, and the moon isn't super great metallic. It's, it's, I mean, it's metallic rock types, but mm-hmm. it's not like you just chuck some basalt in an oven and like steel comes out. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, also, it's just, like the weight would be way off. The tides the wouldn't act like the tides act. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tides on the earth. Gotcha. The, the ocean tides. Gotcha. Okay. That's fair. Do you have any conspiracy theories that are some of your favorites, Sean Compton, that we didn't, uh, the Navy UFO videos are kind of fun. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Navy <laughs> UFO videos. Yeah. We didn't really get into aliens or UFOs. Cause it was like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's low hanging fruit, but I guess yeah. go for it. Uh, John Compton UFOs. I mean, it wasn't the idea that the Navy was like, yeah, so these are unidentified flying objects. We're not saying that they're aliens. Yeah. We're just like don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And um, they have like some crazy tech involved in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then no one seemed to care anymore, which was funny. I don't know. Cause it's like, yeah. So uh, what is like, is it like, um, wakandan technology or something like where we just got like <laughs> we're like they have like a, a stealth sphere around them somewhere on earth and they have like right. super crazy technology and we just don't know about it uh or is this an ally that's not telling us or whatever but um they do things that normal aircraft shouldn't be able to do mm-hmm. from with no right. technology uh and that's kind of fun i mean i don't it doesn't like keep me up at night uh you know but it's neat right. Because they did like a whole hearing or something with Congress, and mm-hmm. they had a a pilot who took a video from his plane, mm-hmm. showing. Yes, yeah, several several pilots were testifying. Yes, mm-hmm. unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But I mean, it doesn't mean alien. It could be anything. But who knows? Exactly. It's still unidentified. Any others? Uh, there's like a lot of like listening post stuff mm-hmm. that's always interesting. That um and then there's like the electric universe people, but I don't I don't know too much about those. So I don't know. Electric <laughs> universe people? Yeah, it's like um the whole universe is is um happened a lot quicker. Like it was 
from a static discharge or something. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, you should look you fun. should look into that and then we'll do another episode of this yes. conspiracy theories. Yes. Yeah. And somehow we've been talking about conspiracy theories for almost an hour. So yeah. time flies. <laughs> yeah. There's please remember my my conspiracy theory is that most conspiracy theorists all believe that they're trolls. Yep. Right. Um start thinking about it. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And whenever you talk to a conspiracy theorist, just like ask them more. Right. You know, the kind of stuff that they'll tell a complete stranger mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the the subdued part of their theory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, you add, just be like, please tell me more. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll get to the fun stuff. Oh, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I mean, my mom, who, uh, you know, will definitely be listening to this episode, listens yeah. to hey. Coast to Coast every night. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I love talking about conspiracy theories. I can talk about them all the time. And there are probably some we missed. So like, hey, oh, let us know which ones we should talk about. Yeah, yeah if you guys uh, have any requests, please send them in. At me in the comments, you trolls. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. So uh, thank you for coming again, John. We love talking to you. Love having Yay, you on John the podcast. Compton. Yeah, Yay. thanks for having me. It's a good time. Uh, to all our listeners out there, I would like to remind you that we have a Discord channel and a Twitter where you can see some cool behind-the-scenes content. Uh, let's make a note to drop that picture of Mars in there so that they know Ooh, yeah. about, you know? Um, and then you can use the hashtag, hashtag ask star stuff or shoot a tweet over to star stuff pod, or even just drop something in our discord to ask us questions. Um, give us suggestions for other conspiracy theories that we should bring up next time. And, uh, yeah, it was fun talking to you guys. Love, love conspiracy theories. Love the episode. <laughs> love it. As always. Thanks guys. Bye nerds. All right. Bye. This podcast was made possible by our members and donors. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support our nonprofit in making more digital education like this available, go to lowell.edu slash donate. Thanks for listening.